All right, wife of mine. How are you? I am very good. Welcome to episode eight. That's what it is? That is what Amazing. it is. Amazing. What's up to everyone? What's welcome, up? Welcome to the Hard Headed Podcast. How you feeling? I'm asking you guys listening and watching, and I'm asking you, wifey. Wifey. Yeah. How am I feeling? Um, You're styling now. You just you wanted to wear styling? that jacket. Yeah, I, I felt like wearing my jean jacket today. You know? Why is it that feeling? I'm feeling good because I'm, I'm feeling good lately because we've been changing our routine. Uh, waking up earlier, <laughs> yes. so it is definitely putting me in a better mood these days. Thank so God. Waking up Yes, this was our biggest <laughs> challenge in arguments, <laughs> trying to wake up early, breaking Mark, a routine. We woke up at 10 again, I hate this. Mm. Yeah, so now we're waking up at 8, 8.30, and it uh, gives us more time in the day, and definitely is a mood booster to me, anyway. What about coffee? Coffee is generally a mood booster well, for I'm, you, look, I but... I have coffee once a day. Not more. No, I know, but but you've been struggling with finding the right coffee lately because we've been trying organic mm. coffee. Organic we found We yeah. found this really great organic coffee, but that specific brand wasn't happening. I'm not a coffee drinker. I can't. It gives me palpitations. But yeah. you. But I do. So how's that coffee? It's Nescafe. By the way, you guys don't know this, but like 30 minutes ago, she was like jumping around the, off, off, like she was jumping <laughs> off the wall. She was monkeying. I don't know where that rush of energy came from. Zoomies. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the it's maybe that Nescafe because I don't normally drink Nescafe. instant coffee, but you really love to make fun of me. Yes. Why? It is my duty to be annoying. Why? As a husband. But why? Because I love you. Well, do you? Mm. <laughs> How are you feeling? Is <laughs> one of our gibberish words. How am I feeling? Hubby? I'm feeling... More energetic than last night. Last night we wanted to record that podcast, but it wasn't happening. Yeah, I started so napping, and then I just saw you join me after. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's part of a, part of adjusting your routine. Yeah. No, I feel good today. Yeah, you snored a bit. Um, Thank you just for been exposed announcing right that now. to the whole world. Thank you, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so I nudged you. Apparently, nudged you. Uh, you more slapped than, me. I didn't more than nudged Jesus me. Christ. <laughs> Because I couldn't see anything. I'm just like trying to nudge you. And I think I ended up in like nudging your chest or something. It kept waking me up because of my snoring, which I'm sorry, I can't control. But yeah, you, um, I really need to find a solution because I really need you to stop waking me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys deal with uh, snoring with your partner? Most um, of the time, it's like the man that snores. But now in this yeah, situation, that's the stereotype. it's yeah, I guess. me. Yeah, it so is a stereotype. You're like, the train. She competes with the train sometimes. There there's is a train a, that passes Okay, by. I'm not that bad. I just, I like to exaggerate. Could you like not? It's just like... <sighs> that It can go to that point. You're a liar. <laughs> no, you that's liar. true. You're that's lying. true. I'm going to throw my coffee in your face. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's That's like next level abuse right there. Yeah, sometimes you wake up from your mini snores. It's not mini. I wouldn't say mini. Mine but you are sometimes like have like no, but you have like prompt snores that come out of nowhere, which is like, and then I'm just interesting. I just see you wake up, and I'm just like, oh, and I, that's what I said. Interesting. Yes. 
So he does snore. It's rare. Though. But he snores like I'm a, a side sleeper, weirdo. so it rarely happens. Yeah. You tend to want to sleep on your back and forget about right. it. Right. I have a lot of room in my nose too mm-hmm. from that size. So I think there is room for makes sense. noiselessness. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. All right. What the hell are we talking about today? <laughs> today, Mark Hashem. Yes, Rita. We're talking about um, <clears throat> this picture. We found this post on mm-hmm. Marriage 365, and it was a picture, a graph, I would say, of the question, what's the biggest struggle in your marriage? Okay. And, and so it showed different percentages? It showed different percentages. Um, it was basically, there were four or five, six categories here, like poor communication, broken trust, conflict, hurt and healing, sexual intimacy, and emotional neglect. Okay. Which the, one was the biggest? The biggest was poor communication. 32% of, of the biggest struggle in marriage is poor communication. Okay. And which then, is like uh, something that often people talk about. And it's like episode most, one and two, we yes, talk about yeah. communication a bit. Um, the then, second is broken trust, okay, which, which I didn't I, expect to see. Yeah. That's something we're going to talk about after. Yeah. After. That's something. So that's why we asked uh, for our uh, Q&A question this week. On our Instagram story, we asked, uh, I'll read it out to you here. What has your partner done or is doing that has made you question your trust in your relationship? And uh, we've had some interesting answers. We can't go through all of them now, but like some of them here. So the first person told us not communicating needs and then getting angry over unmet needs. Mm -hmm. So I questioned compatibility. Oh, that's the same person? Yeah. So they're questioning compatibility. So. Okay. But that's, I feel like it's a bit more like poor communication because if you're discussing or communicating needs and then getting angry over not meeting those needs, then there's something that's not registering here. Like if it mm-hmm. sounds more like poor communication than, than broken trust. Yes. Okay. So I would say to that, yeah, of course it's connected. But see, poor communication and communi- it means also communicating your needs ends up causing a rift and lack of trust because the person is, imagine the person is just not telling you how they feel or what they need and then it just burst. Maybe because they're they're expecting the person to be guessing or things like that. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's very important, I think, if you've grown up in a family uh, or environment where communicating your feelings and understanding your feelings even before that was just not a thing and it was a taboo to speak what's on your mind like um in very traditional families for example you might grow up having difficulty saying what you need the second thing and i think that's true for a lot of men is communicating your feelings and your needs can be assumed to be weakness so you don't talk about it but then if you don't talk about it and you're not they're not being met, it's building up and then you burst. Yeah. You know, sometimes they say, I know it's mostly with men, like it's not communicating feelings. Like they're, they really like are conditioned to toughen up and just really not communicating yeah, just... how you feel. But there, it happens with a lot of women too. Like I know women who are not comfortable expressing their feelings or communicating their needs, you know? And it's, it's maybe that reason is for uh, not showing that they need or they're needy or they need something or they feel like maybe the other person will run away or will judge them and not want to have to deal with them so i feel like a lot of women also close themselves 
and not discussing their feelings and mm-hmm. trying to not like express too much how they feel, you know, or share emotion. Yeah. I think it's less stigmatized for women. Yeah. That's one area where the stigma is less on women from from what I've observed. Like women who cry or express their feelings is generally not looked upon the same as men. Yeah. Although it's changing and that's great. But um, yeah, okay. So it's true. I've seen that too. Women who also don't feel like they can share their feelings um, and they bottle up or they become defensive instead of saying what what's happening. Yeah. So I think the key here um, is being able to not judge your feelings and your needs. It's a need. Like it or hate it, it's there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you, so you're going to, it's like being angry. Before you yeah. start deciding whether you should or shouldn't be angry or I don't know what, it, the fact is you are angry. Yeah. That's where it starts. That's what mindfulness is. I even heard a term from in, in psychotherapy or in, in CBT, was it? Just in general, in psychology, um, differentiation, meaning it's sort of you become an observant, an observer of what's going on. You differentiate yourself from what's going on. Yeah. Basically, I'm not the expert on this, but essentially what it means and I think it ties into mindfulness is being able to acknowledge and observe your feelings and thoughts and everything that's going on without but it, judgment. But that's it. I feel like that's that's a difference. Like there's communicating needs and there's a way to communicate your needs. Yes. You know? So I feel like not that person saying that they're not communicating their needs. How are you communicating it? Because there's a difference with I hate when you do that or stop doing this. And I want you to like avoid doing this uh, versus I really need you to stop doing this because it's making me feel like that. And I just feel like it disrupts my cycle Mm -hmm. or disrupts this or like explaining Mm -hmm. why it bothers you without really blaming the other is a better way to make your partner understand, you know? How do you make sure you don't come off as blaming? How do we go about it? By saying how you feel. Right. About so it. focusing on how I feel versus what you did. Yeah. Like right. I can acknowledge you for doing something mm-hmm. that I hate, you know, or it bothers me. Um, I'm trying to think of an example here. Like our paper towel incident, for example, yes. where you often use kitchen towels, mm-hmm. um, kitchen paper towels that like you throw in the garbage after. And I prefer using, um, you know, the those um, kitchen towels that are reusable. Yeah. But you hated that because it smelled. But I registered that you hated that because it smells. Mm -hmm. So I let you do your own thing and told you, I prefer using this because it's not a waste. And I like to preserve our paper towels for other reasons and for, you know, reasons we we don't have a choice but to use it. But then I feel like you, and I didn't understand that you didn't like using this because it stinks or whatnot, which I I still don't think it stinks. It's because it's washable. But <laughs> what are you saying, Rita? What I'm saying is, uh, no, I, get it. I let you do your own thing. Yeah, but I also because, saw your point. Yeah, it's you true, saw my so point and I saw your point. Much. Yeah, we saw each other's point. That's that's what I'm saying. I feel like if you express why clearly why it bothers you and understand their point of view and make sure they're seen, it's a different communication. It's a different conversation. Right. So making the person feel seen. And so the key here, I think, in what we do is we're good listeners, meaning I might in the moment not really agree at all, but I'm like, hold on, let's hear. Yeah. I need to hear. I need to listen to your side. There's clearly a reason and I care about you. Therefore, your side matters to me what's going on there. Right. Yeah. And usually in your case, it tends to do with 
uh, being meticulous or, or about cleaning or indeed the paper towel incident. And by the way, this this is it's funny and it even sound it could sound ridiculous because you think fights are about like or, or arguments are about these big things, but can be, it no, can be something as small as that. But it's yeah. not about the paper towel. It's, it's about the accumulation. Yes, or it's about listening. Yeah, it builds up if you don't feel hurt. So. I think what I would do is if the person's bursting or saying you're not meeting my needs, like it comes out of nowhere and then you don't communicate, it seems to be going from passive where you don't say anything and you take it all to aggressive where you just burst it all in mm -hmm. a mean way. And then there's passive aggressive, which is you throw sarcastic comments that are like needles, right. you know, like, oh, fine, I guess I'll have to do it myself. Yeah. Shit like that. Right. So on the one side, if you can tell your partner, look, I care about you. I love you. I realize that something's bothering you. I want to hear what's important to you. Yeah. That'll make the person feel heard and make them feel that it's completely normal and fine to share your needs because they look like they're struggling to share their needs in an honest way. And on that side, for that person to learn to accept that they have needs and that you have the right and responsibility to share them with your partner. Exactly. If I didn't tell you from the silliest, the smallest, the biggest, it would cause fights all the time because yeah. you'd be like, I don't know what you want and you're not telling me, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I feel stupid if I don't tell you, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of work, but it starts with step by step. Yeah. You, you can even write a list. This is how I like. This is what I like. This True. is how I like it. Okay. True. So maybe try a list too. Yeah. Sometimes people feel overwhelmed though, because like if I were to show you my list of things, you would be like, okay, whoa, changing everything. But right. it's it's more of a uh, it was more of a step by step with us. I feel like it, a list maybe wouldn't work for everyone, but it took you it, like for example when I expressed what I needed, you didn't do it from the first get go. You tried to, but it happened where sometimes you were forgetful yes, or yeah, didn't. Yeah. The same way I was forgetful with certain things that like you needed me to do. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes time, you know. Eventually we did yes. gain it. And it still happens where there's little things that happen yeah. here and there. But it's but you, the way you look at it is different now. Yeah. Because yeah. you've seen that your partner uh, listened to you previously in conversations and has tried making an effort, you know. It's, the effort... Uh, can be seen yeah the person sees you're trying like you've seen that i try so you see that i care even if i sometimes struggle with this or forget i'll put reminders here and you know yeah so you make the effort so if a list to your point maybe not an entire list of all the needs you might not even know what all your needs are in one moment maybe a list of three things exactly what are three things you remember this month mm -hmm. that you care about that you'd like to be to make sure they're met mm -hmm. and then you do the same thing yourself okay what are your needs? Give me three needs you have that right. I can work on. Right. Because if you're bursting with your needs, all of a sudden, you got to also be fair. Exactly. Right? So I think that's a good step in yeah. improving communication and expressing your needs. Yeah. Imagine Bam. One partner has three things and the other has 20. No, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> have three each. Okay, you got to compromise ha there. <laughs> have three each. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. I'm throwing this now. Like, try this. Have three needs that are important this month mm -hmm. that you feel uh, need to be met and worked on. Yeah. You know, prioritize, right? Yeah. And then step by step, the next month and so on. Awesome. Uh, second person. 
my husband didn't want to work full-time like I did, even though they were in a really hard financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. They just it doesn't say why. So since I don't have more context than that, yeah. well, go ahead. You want to say something? No, go ahead. I was going to say, why? Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Is the, is the feeling burnt out? It's the husband, right? Mm-hmm. Is he, you, sometimes we jump to, oh, you're being lazy. Is the person burnt out? Men don't like to talk about this. I'm speaking generally, but this is a, right. a majority, a good majority of men. They don't talk about their issues. Yeah. Why does he want to work full time? Or is, does he really want to focus on something he loves? Yeah. Is he working on some idea that he's afraid to tell you about? Yeah. That he thinks could make a lot of money, but maybe doesn't want to tell you because he wants to surprise you, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know what I mean? Because maybe I'll show I'm making a lot of money. Yeah. Or is he exhausted from something? Mm-hmm. So, and one, it's it's hard. Money money can is, is a big uh, point of contention in relationships yeah. because, again, it's not always about the money. It's how, what it means for the relationship, right? Because money means, you know, your house, your household, and your goals and everything, and and your communication. It's not so much about the dollar sign. So something is not being said, I think. That's that's my my speculation here. Yeah. What are you, what is he not telling you? That's, there's that. But I feel like there's also, what's the degree of your financial crisis? Like, how bad is it? If, if, let's say you have a lot of debts and you want to pay them off ASAP and you don't have a plan. For example, some, a lot of couples don't have a plan, a financial plan in their relationship or in their marriage. And that's why there's a lot of couples that are left here, like in the dark and they're like, what do we do? And they're mostly scared. And, because they don't know how to go about paying off those debts or um, saving or anything that has to do with money. So I feel like a lot of couples don't sit down and also talk about money. Like in our previous episode, we were talking about this. If you have a set plan or a goal, and I feel like that works for anything. If you have a goal, a specific goal financially or in general in your relationship, work-wise, career-wise, it's it your mentality towards this will be different you won't be scared you won't be fearful because you're following a plan now and if it's a financial crisis that's to a degree where you really like every dollar counts then i get why she needs her partner to work extra hours you know especially if let's say they have a lot to pay off mm-hmm so but that needs to be discussed. Then. That needs to be discussed. You have savings already, you know? Yeah. It, do, you just, do you know about maybe the savings or some investment somewhere, right? So there's a lot of factors to, to consider whether can he afford not to work full time? Right. And maybe do you know about this or not? Maybe you have enough savings to cover you for two years. Yeah. So, and also ultimately it's not, I wouldn't say it's about working full time. It's about making more money. Exactly. Right. What you really are, are saying is you need more money. Yeah. And that's completely fine. So you sit down, all right, how do we make more money now? There you go. Maybe there's a way to make more money to make more money without having to work full time. If he feels like he doesn't want to do 40 hours, for example. Yeah. Right? There's a way to make money working under 20 hours, but making more than you would in yeah. working 40 hours. It's a different conversation, obviously. But with that in mind, I would say it's important to it's hard, but the hard thing to do is being able to bring this up 
without pointing fingers. Yes. Because when you're emotionally charged, you're going to feel like this person, you don't care about our marriage. If you have kids, you don't care about your family. You don't want to work full time. And then one of them recedes back into yeah. behind the wall. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And it can be so hard, especially if you're in a marriage, because one person can spend more than the other and can be easily blamed for things. But you need to acknowledge that this person, if they want to spend a lot on something they enjoy, if they need to cut back, sure, let them cut back. But you need to have that thing you enjoy in life. If there's something that, if it's so important to you, then make sure that your spending is on that. But the rest is what you need to like really cut or right. really control or minimize, you know? And the other partner will have something else that they really enjoy spending on. And that's what they should focus their money on. And in a controlled way of course i'm not saying spend all your dollars but um i want my next point is i wanted to ask you when we started this business or before starting it you were working part-time or full-time part-time you were working part-time right but you didn't Wasn't enjoy it much. yeah you weren't making much you well, didn't enjoy I mean, it but to be fair you still worked because you needed because the dollars goal. you know we we what we worked for us is we had a plan exactly and you respected that plan and you were on board. You yes. also were working some. You were working full time. I was working full time. Yeah, because I finished university. So I was, I mm. could afford to uh, work full time. It's also a bit more in my field. So I let myself do it. But you weren't. Yeah. You were working part time because it was at a it was phone at company. A, uh, it was Rogers. A, yeah, Rogers. So phone a cell phone company, um, whatever. But right. I actually was enjoying to a certain extent because I love sales, right? Yeah. So, and I was enjoying the team. The manager was great and everything. So right. that at least was as a, as a job was yeah. the the best I've had. So, yes. And that's, but there were moments where I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to be here because it's not my dream, right? Exactly. But I valued the, 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 the lessons, right? Because I love sales. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what helped us, I mean, financially is that our goal, we had a plan. Yes. yes. We knew we weren't going to stay there forever. So you're, you're, mindset towards where you're working is not the same it's it not going to be like Ugh. yeah it changes a lot when yes. you have a goal and a plan yeah then when you're not sure exactly and if you're not sure it's not that it's wrong it's just if you want you don't you can easily feel like you're stuck somewhere but yes you're not un unless that's what you believe when you change your mindset and say okay i'm not gonna be here i'm, mm -hmm. I'm out of here in a year yeah what do i have to do not can i exactly how do i not can i or maybe or i hope change your vocabulary yes so with that said there look see if you can have a plan yeah right yeah i would say a plan and being able to discuss this without pointing fingers yes there's just always a reason behind what someone is doing or not doing yeah uh third person here not valuing time the way i do say being late for a date or a reservation so again there's why there's uh, not a lot of details here but if there's someone that are always late if let's say it's a nurse or someone that works in a hospital or somewhere that you really can't control when you finish work for example it's more understandable but if you're someone forgetful and it happens more often then I would question their priorities in life because if you were always late for dinner reservation, we would live together, so we wouldn't always be late. But if let's well, say you were, 
Before Sorry. we lived together. Before we lived together, you were never late. You were always punctual. But if you were always late, me being someone punctual and a neat freak and all that, I wouldn't enjoy it. I would hate it. So it would get to me. And let's especially, let's say, if I communicated it to you and be like, can yeah. you try to be more, uh, come in time, you know? We've had those conversations. Like now, you, you tend to be, you you prepare for something uh to be more in time than i am like i tend to rush more to get ready for something for example because yeah. I, I take my time right right so and we've had arguments sometimes about that so i think it's also maybe not just valuing the time but the thing mm -hmm. right so what are you what is the thing that requires your time commitment mm -hmm. like a date i totally get it if the person's half hour late all the time you're gonna feel like you're left out right if it's other things, if it's just like we're going to grocery shopping and we have nothing else, then there's nothing specific that requires us to be on, on, you know, five minutes early or whatever. So I think it's having the conversation. Tell the person, hey, I care about you. If you do, like if you're together, I'm assuming you do. I care about you, but I need to con confess to you that this is bothering me. Yeah. And bring it up in a way that says this is how I feel, not something you did or didn't do. Yeah. So this is important to me. Yeah. I'm probably you're not doing it on purpose. I'm sure that you're not trying to uh, neglect me or neglect this, but I feel like you don't realize. So is there something we can do because we're a team where say you can be more punctual? Because maybe it's not, it's, you're not doing it on purpose. It's, 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 being punctual is, is a habit and skill. Yeah. You know, it's knowing how to prepare yourself ahead of time. So being able to bring that up and say, okay, what can we do? Can I help you? Because I'm, I'm, I'm good at being punctual. Can I help you, for example, me being more punctual or mm -hmm. manage your time better? Honestly, it's just really knowing how long it takes for you to get ready for something and yeah. making sure that you put a timer or let's say a reminder at a certain time, okay, start getting ready because that's how long you'll need, you know? And sometimes and if, you, if you think you're going to be there at 8, Pretend that you have to be there at 7.30. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we Arabs, if you say 8, <laughs> it means we'll be there at 9. So you got to tell them be there at 7. Yeah. For yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a mental thing. It's psychological time, right? So maybe that's another strategy too. Right. <clears throat> okay. What else, Rita? All right. Oh, that, that one. Talked with his ex behind my back for a couple months and told her that he loved her more than me. So I really hope you're not with him anymore. <laughs> uh, not to judge here, but that's that's just not it's not just a red flag. It's a it's a big no no. That's emotional cheating right there. That's I wonder how, how you how, discovered this. Yeah. How did you did he tell you? Sometimes it's the it's yeah, a he or she. She find she. She found out. She talked with his ex behind okay. my back for a couple months and told her that he loved him more. Okay, so th I'm thanks. guessing it's a she. So she's saying that and he... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's, like, what do you want me to do this? Exactly. You love her? Okay. okay. Well, no, sometimes face. they find out. Okay. Fuck out of my face. Yeah. Or the ex calls and finds out and like tries to ruin the relationship. You know what I mean? Does Which, he, and what does he also love you is that what's been said like he loves you but loves no loves her more than he loves you it doesn't matter okay well go with the break up with that, that. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you think it's a breakup i mean yeah what 
nothing else to say like no i'm trying like, i'm trying to see hold on like i'm look what i can say is i think everybody deep down is good at heart but there can be so much emotional baggage mm. that causes someone to be very confused this person seems emotionally unstable and confused they don't know what they want that dude doesn't seem to know what he wants and do you want that instability in your relationship if it happens once it can happen again so what are you fighting for mm. you still with him if you wrote this message thinking can i fix this and i hope you can but if someone if you discover that someone that your partner loves your, their ex more than you i think your value is not being recognized so you can sit down with them and say if our relationship is not providing what you need then Why there's a door <laughs> i don't know exactly and then if you, if the person's going to be and i i believe in in second chances and growth but the person has to be willing to do that yeah and from the information i'm getting here the person doesn't look like they're ready so if they actually sit down and say okay i said that like six months ago because i was confused and i'm scared of relationships and blah 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 okay that's why everything is context i don't know whether you found that out now and he spoke to her yesterday or she discovered a year ago yeah you know what i mean or if it's something where they had a huge argument and just to spite her he basically called Maybe. his ex and yeah, said something exactly. stupid like that yeah yes so it's not like you instantly have to say fuck you or yeah. bye but it's you clearly need to establish what your relationship what where the value of your, your relationship is yeah and there definitely needs to be emotional work here so yes. some work needs to be done emotionally and in self-awareness if they're still together yes otherwise <laughs> there's the door buddy exactly all right next person um they wrote silent treatment passive aggressive behaviors that so that has broken trust broken okay. trust and and poor communication for me why do people do that why do people do silent treatment and passive aggressive it's like it's one or the other or both it starts with saying nothing or slipping in a comment because it's something that you hate and communicated and never really got heard so to piss that person off you act that way for them to hear it but at the same time show that whatever you're not bothered from it anymore you know it's kind of like a uh how do i say coping mechanism with not being heard yeah so it's also lack of courage mm. it's emotions are scary and you don't know how to express them because you easily feel like what you're about to express is bad yeah so you just don't say anything. if you if you're bothered you're like of course there's a difference between silent treatment and needing a break mm. meaning i can't talk right now i'm on i'm on an eight out of ten mm -hmm. in anger level and i'll talk to you when i'm back at three yeah that actually takes a lot of grounded energy to be able to even say that yeah and sometimes we do that Which like, we i do can't that, talk yeah. right now so we just both are silent it's not like i'm ignoring yeah. you it's i'm not ready yeah that's different and you need to know that when your partner does that to you so you don't feel like they're it's not that your value now is being you're not being degraded mm -hmm. the person is respecting you saying i don't want to start shouting because i have a lot of em emotions give me, give me just like an hour so. yeah yeah that can be a very healthy way of managing 
your argument and your emotions. Yeah. And if, that, si- yeah. and if that partner is giving you passive aggressive behavior and, and uh, silent treatment and you make fun of it, that's not going to help the situation. It'll only escalate. If so, you make oh, fun of their passive aggressive. Look at okay. you being silent again, for example. That's oh. your passive aggressive then if you're doing that. Exactly. So if you are doing that as well, then you're not any different. Or if you're trying to get an answer right away or you snap, if let's say they give you a passive aggressive comment, they're just, it's not something that's going to be fixed because you need to like ask them directly what it is that's bothering them. And they might tell you in that moment, oh, whatever, no, nothing, nothing bothers me. No, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine. And it's more passive aggressiveness. But there's a, there's a method in how you do this because the more you do it and you ignore it, the more it's going to continue. Because there's a lot of passive aggressive, like, what's wrong? Just tell me what's wrong. What did I do? What the, that's not sincere, you know. There's, there's, right. it's an what? art. What did I do? What's wrong? Yeah, yeah like, it's tone, right? Yeah, when you, if you really want to know, it's really an art form communication. Like how, <laughs> when you ask me what's wrong with me, you did not let me go, because in the beginning I gave you a lot of, I didn't give you silent treatment, but I would, I would tend to want to turn my back and just really not face you or talk to you. But you wouldn't leave. You wouldn't also make fun of me or you wouldn't comment as to why I'm doing this, nor call me a monster or someone that's make me feel less than how I'm feeling at that moment. Because you are feeling like shit in that moment. So Nor did I force myself. No. But you stayed there. Yeah. How did that make you you feel? Like you really cared. So you staying here and really like trying to give me the time in expressing how I feel when I'm ready helped a lot. But it was hard in the beginning because I didn't want to communicate my feelings with you. I didn't feel like saying anything. I just wanted to like leave. And I would tell you, leave, leave me alone. I don't want to you right now. Which I would. Which you would. But I sometimes like I'm I... just like, I don't want that. So I would just stay there. You want me to stay. Pouting, you know? Yeah. Because I think what's helped me is I like to see through people. Sometimes it's like a little personal exercise I do where I try to see through someone's shell, like almost seeing the child in that person. Everybody has this innocent, pure child in them. Yeah. So when you see someone being passive aggressive or being aggressive, you see a child in there that's scared or that's innocent that's trying to say something when someone's being passive aggressive the child in them is saying i feel scared yeah it's a, that's kids like are a super honest deep right? analysis of- yeah or it's or it's saying i feel like i'm weak mm. that's like the honest thing you could say so for an adult to be able to be in touch with that innocence and the, the, your genuine feelings i find is very is very powerful yeah like especially if 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 stereotypically you see this big tough looking guy Mm -hmm. who's able to say i'm scared yeah i find that to be very brave yeah i find it to be admirable and honest that's strength instead of i'm fine you know what i mean yeah or fine i'll do it myself like shit like that again there's a child in there yeah maybe from five years old or even earlier that was not taught to 
value their feelings. Yeah. So someone giving you passive aggressive silent treatment is someone who's has some deep either has hurts, insecurities, something bothering them that they don't know how to tell you honestly. They don't know how to tell you this is how I feel. Yeah. So if you can use that exercise to see the child in them, it might help you be more empathetic because it hurts to be treated silently or to be given passive aggressive treatment. But it's a, I think it's, it's a sign of strength and it's an exercise. Yeah. And if you can use your empathy to reach further, to see beyond this shell of passive aggressive and silence, to see, okay, someone's trying to tell me something. Yeah. Because someone being passive aggressive is clearly trying to say something. It's yeah. just they're saying it dysfunctionally. Yeah. The real way, and this is from what I learned, because you know how we said there's passive, there's passive aggressive and aggressive. The health, the healthy way is calm, assertive. Mm-hmm. Being able, to, assertive doesn't mean dominant. It's not to assert mean to be clear, mm-hmm. being clear about what you feel. So. Maybe there's another time where you can invite that person also when the, when the feelings have calmed down saying, there's something that clearly was bothering you. I want you to understand that I'm here for you. Yeah. Is, you want to say, like, just tell me what's, what's bothering you. Yeah. I care about you. Reach for the person. Yeah. By the way, it's, you're gorgeous. Oh, wow. Thank you. Why did you feel like saying that right now? I don't now? know, because I'm staring at you right now while you're talking. I'm just like, wow. You're actually a very handsome man as well. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Let's <laughs> move on. Another move that broke someone's trust is changing a phone password. Oh, shit. So. Oh, shit. I, I would. That and fix myself. I would lose trust as well. Okay. Can I just point out? The fuck do you have to hide? What? What? Why? Okay. Why do some. I, I never understood relationships and couples and. Don't have access to each other's phone. I never understood that. Because what are you hiding? If it's work, does it matter if she knows about it or if he knows about it? Or if it's friends, does it matter? So why is there a passcode? Because your face ID is is enabled on my phone and vice versa. Because why hide anything? You know, we share everything. Everything is just open and there's there's really nothing to hide. So why is there a code? This is something I never understood. So if... The code of trust. The code of trust, exactly. So if you're changing your phone password suddenly, yeah, that's weird. And then so, not sharing it with your partner when she had it previously or he, I don't know if this is he or she, if they had your access to your phone before and then you change the passcode, that's suspect. Um, I think the only uh, maybe valid reason is if you have throwing a birthday party and you have some secrets in there, you don't want to tell them. Change the name. You know, I guess. That's, Someone calling you, change the name. or That's about the only thing we hide from each other. If I'm throwing you a surprise, you know right. what I mean? Um, but even we don't do that as much for Christmas. We're just like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, um, or each other's birthday. Just give yes. me that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if if you change your 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 yeah, but if password, you, I'd be like, I would definitely be talking. Yeah, it would hurt. I'd yeah. be like, uh, why? The only reason I would change my password is if I don't like my code anymore and I want to have a different code. But then yeah, but even that, I'll me, share you know? to you. Yeah, and then there's Face ID. It's more like if you suddenly remove Face ID, and I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, of course. 
So I hope you guys talked about that. You, you definitely need to talk about that. Because especially that, you know, if there's an agreement to each their own rules, if you guys have both decided, no, I don't need to share, uh, you're the password or whatever, fine. I don't get it. I don't see why, you should, like, especially if there's an emergency, I want you to access the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on, exactly. on top of that, we, we share a business, right? So it's like, what? Like, um, there's, there's no reason why I shouldn't have access to your phone. Not that there should be a reason for every couple to have access to each other's phone. I never go on your phone anyway. But knowing that there's a passcode that you're not sharing with me is just a weird mindset. You know, it's a weird, like, it's a weird move. Why would you feel uncomfortable if I had a passcode? You're Actually, hiding something in your phone. Different locks, different kinds of locks in a relationship are a reflection of a lock on the heart. If there's something you're not telling me, if some if you have a physical lock in there or, or a lock in your phone, there's maybe a lock in your heart. Yeah. So you open your heart, you open everything. Bank account, yeah. Yeah. phone. If if you're if on your feed there's a, a woman in a bikini. Like you, if, yeah. if that if that pops in my feed, I don't even hide that from you. It's like because you know me, you know yeah. what I mean. It's like oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's no, and that's another mistake that sometimes guys make. By the way, I'm speaking on behalf, like on the side of men, where maybe old school thinking is I will try to resolve my problems myself, but that looks even more suspicious. Like if a girl is flirting with you, or you're getting weird ass conversations from from a woman yeah. or a picture, I don't know what, and you're trying to ha handle it yourself, but that makes it look worse yeah. because it's like what are you not telling me and then you discover things that you're talking to another woman blah 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 so even if your intentions are correct by not being transparent you're making it worse mm -hmm. so your best smartest thing is to just be transparent just here, open my head here okay like all kinds of thoughts whatever you know what i mean yes as soon as you have someone talking to you look Look at this uh, <laughs> yes, person yeah, talking yeah, like to Like DMs, or I don't know why. Yeah. Like, oh, look, what is this? You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. But, but that, that takes a lot of courage to do, mm -hmm. to, com to completely be transparent. There's also this, this, this. Um, it's like normal in society for a partner not to share their passcode with their girlfriend. or And the girlfriend won't do it with him because he's not doing it with her. So... Like it's, I feel like most. You're gonna silent treat me. I'll silent treat you. There That's you go. Like the, yeah. What it looks like to me. Anyway, just. I think you gotta ask yourself if you want to do that. Whatever it's your it's your life, but what kind of relationship do you have? Do you want? I wanted a relationship where we are completely transparent with you because I don't like anything being hidden from me. Yeah. It hurts. Like if you're not telling me things and there's all things about you i don't know yeah it's weird to me yeah so as a result i will be completely transparent yeah so know what you want in a relationship and then be that yeah yes. treat someone the way you want to be treated golden rule right? baby so if you want full transparency share your code don't hide your phone right do more than that be fully transparent if you want her to be fully transparent or him uh, vice versa then do it yourself start that open that door the third uh, biggest struggle in marriage from that graph that we mentioned in the beginning was emotional neglect. I feel like emotional neglect 
by itself is something that it's funny though because I feel like it all ties into poor communication because if it's it's it all comes down to expressing yourself and expressing your feelings how you feel it you know like sharing your feelings and being honest about it and really raw is you you automatically remove broken trust or any emotional neglect that you have in your relationship because you really know your partner mm-hmm. like everything about us is transparency and expressing our feelings and really like in that moment if something bothers us we talk about it we don't hide it and never blame each other for anything anything that is causing a drift is the issue not is never between us you know so this is why broken trust emotional neglect sexual intimacy hurt and healing conflict all of that would be removed if you didn't have poor communication If you're yeah. the master of communication in your relationship, it fixes everything. Which everything takes else. a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, if you feel emotionally ne- neglected, emotion. What does that mean? Emotional neglect. It's clearly a, a, a neglect of a need. What is this stupid bug? There's a stupid fruit flying? fly. <laughs> It's been hovering here since yesterday, as I was saying. Emotional neglect. Right now, the emotion that I'm feeling is raging as this bug. <laughs> emotional neglect is a need that's not being met okay which means are you communicating that did you tell your partner um i feel neglected it's hard it's hard to even communicate of course you don't have to tell the person you are neglecting me it's yeah i feel there's something that i'm feeling that has not i feel like it's not being met Okay, I feel yeah. a certain way because emotional neglect can come in different ways, right? Yeah. You can be frustrated about something and you feel like the person doesn't care. Maybe they're not doing it on purpose. Maybe you're being passive. You're not saying anything. And then it builds and builds and builds and I feel neglected. Yeah. Or maybe you have been communicating, but the person's ignoring because maybe there's different reasons. Maybe it's them who are, that is ignoring you. So you got to sit down. You need to sit down and do the uncomfortable work. It's uncomfortable. I've come up to you sometimes and said, this is uncomfortable for me to bring up to you, but I'm your husband. I must tell you because it's on my heart. It's on my mind, right? And sometimes, depending on the situation, you or me might respond in a way that's like... Yeah, sometimes I don't want to hear it. There you go, right? Yeah, yeah. But so I, this is where I'll weigh. I'll be like, look, I'm bringing this up. I don't know if you're ready to have this conversation. If not, I'll wait. But at the same time, it's you acknowledge that and respect that I'm being honest. Yeah. Right? From what you've told me. It's you appreciate that I bring this up. I'm also not insulting you. I'm not saying, look at the stupid shit you're doing all day. I don't know. I'd be like, okay, I feel like this is something we need to talk about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we all have something to work on. But if we don't hold each other accountable, how do we grow, right? There's things I need to work on. And I expect you to tell me, right? So you must tell your partner if you feel any kind of neglect. Just the key to do it is to be very non-accusing. Preach! All right. So let's wrap this up. Is there anything you want to add to this? You really you really cover it. Like you, you say everything that you're so well-spoken, first of all. Thanks. Yeah, and second of all, like you really speak everything that's on my mind. So I don't really have anything to add. You're very, you're very sexy. Oh wow! And Thanks. smart. Oh, thank like, you. 
There's something in your eyes that exudes really power. Like what? And I just threw this publicly. Okay. And Don't you is, guys agree? Whoever's watching. This is how I thank him. I'm just like, oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Good to know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. I love you. But I wanted to say something about poor communication. What is the opposite? Like, we always talk about communication issues, poor communication. What is strong communication? What is rich communication? What oh, is rich asking, com- oh, you're asking yes, me? Yes, oh, okay. <laughs> what is rich communication? Or strong communication. Well, uh, it always goes back to our golden rule. Transparency. That's rich communication. So transparency? Being being able to being able to talk about your most uncomfortable thing. Something you don't feel comfortable talking about, but being able to talk about it with your partner still. And not feel ashamed. So being powerful enough. To embrace your vulnerability. Yeah. Be very vulnerable. And really speak your mind. Yes. And make sure that your partner is also equally vulnerable. Because yeah. being vulnerable means you're all exposed. There's no shield. Yeah. So the person can strike you with a sword. That you both have to be very vulnerable. Yep. What was that other thing you said? Rich? Rich communication. But you said something else before. Strong communication. Oh, strong communication. Okay, so rich would be the top? No, because... No, 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 because you said poor communication, so the opposite would be rich. Right. right? Okay. I was going with that analogy. So, yeah, that's that's how I would describe rich communication. If you guys want to tell us how you communicate, like, what are your strong points in communication? And maybe what are things that you struggle with or want to work on? Yes, and please share it on our website, riceprojects.com slash hardheaded. Sorry about that. R-Y-Z-E-Projects.com slash hardheaded. That's much better, Rita. Thank you very much, Mark. (laughs) So please share your thoughts, your stories. Throw us questions about relationship or marriage, about someone you know even. And don't worry, it's private. So we'll have no idea who's talking to us. Yes, the mystery. It'll always be a mystery. Yes. Just always share details because it helps us. Yes, elaborate. You know, talk more about it. Discuss in depth. Depth. (laughs) All right, let's wrap this up. Yes. Thank you for listening and supporting us as always. Don't forget to share your thoughts, stories, throw us questions, and let us know if you need relationship advice on our website, riceprojects.com slash hardheaded. Sign up to our newsletter to stay up to date with our podcast and all of our announcements. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and directly on our website, riceprojects.com Can you guys tell that she's smiling? Yeah. With that said, see you on the next episode. Take care.